just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope all is going well with you in terms of the state of the country and the state of the world. Well, it's status quo, and unfortunately, status quo means a lot of things suck. We have the war in Ukraine with Russia invading Ukraine. We're seeing a lot of death, destruction, atrocities. You're seeing innocent people, children being killed by an egotistical monster in Russia that needs to be fucking stopped. I mean, the temperature here today uh, is going to be about 55 degrees. That's great in this part of the country at this time of year. I want to go out and enjoy the warm day for once. It's been a long time since we've seen warm days. We're going to see the sun, but it's hard to feel too happy when you know that kind of bullshit is going on, and then you look at the other things that are going on in our country. You sometimes have to let it go for a little bit. Just enjoy life. Get some more joy back into your life. Because if you don't have joy in your life, what's the point? There's a lot of things to feel joy about. Your family, your kids, your grandkids. But it's hard sometimes with all this other bullshit going on. And then I hear that in China, there's kind of been an upsurgency of a variant of a variant of COVID. We all know about Omicron. It's swept through this country, of course. But now apparently there's another variant of Omicron. It's called Omicron BA2. And apparently it's starting to whip itself up in China. There's going to be a lot of lockdowns and other issues. I mean, that's all we need back here is another part of the pandemic sweeping through this country, shutting things down, having us to wear masks and get vaccinations. I mean, all those things I will do because it's important. I don't like to do it. I mean, we're just like the Republicans in that sense. We don't want to get the vaccines. We don't want to wear the mask, but we will if that's what it takes to keep people safe. I can only hope this one stays in fucking China and we don't get it here. We don't have anybody getting upset or scared about it yet, so I guess that's good news. Now, you know, I've been asking a lot about uh, getting emails from people. And I will still encourage you, send me emails, questions, comments, complaints, whatever you like. I'd like you to participate in the program. All you have to do is send an email to rationalboomer at gmail.com. And as luck would have it, I have four emails today, and they're all asking uh, poignant questions or giving some suggestions. So let's start with the first one. comes from Jennifer. Can you talk about the issue with Tucker freaking Trumplefuck Carlson <laughs> assisting Russia through the media with false accusations with his constant lies? Seems Putin is playing his lies over and over on local Russian stations to prove his attacks are necessary. Why isn't this stopped? Why isn't the DOJ stepping in? Hell, why isn't Biden stepping in? Can you tell this angers me? Yes, Jennifer, I've been married 38 years. I know when a woman's mad, and you appear to be mad. 
Ugh. Anyway, thanks for all you do in keeping this crap straight for us. Well, I'm happy to do it, Jennifer, and I understand your frustration. I just don't know if there's any law being broken when when uh, uh, Tucker Carlson does these things. For those of you that don't know, he's been supporting Russia. He's been supporting Putin. Then he says he's not. But then, of course, he does it all over again, and he does support him. Now, I don't even know if Tucker Carlson actually supports Russia and or Putin, but he sees that it's causing a stir, getting people upset and people excited, getting people to tune into his network and watch his show, and that turns into money for Tucker Carlson. That's the kind of fuck he is here. He doesn't care about the country. He doesn't care about Russia, for that matter. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. So he wants to enrich himself by spewing lies on Fox News, which is easy enough to do because that's all Fox News provides. He's not the only one causing problems in the media on Fox News. All the people on Fox News are liars and bullshitters and shitsters. They're just trying to cause some anger or cause some fear that will get people to continue to watch them. Fox News is a waste. What troubles me is there's a lot of people that use Fox News as their news source. But the fact of the matter is Fox News isn't a news source. It's not registered as a news source. It's registered as an entertainment network. And the people who are on the network, when they get sued for lying or whatever the fuck they do, they just said, hey, we're entertainment. Nobody should believe us. Yet there's a large group of people that see Fox News or OAN or Newsmax or whatever, and they think it's absolute gospel. They don't take make the effort to go look anyplace else to get other information. Now that said, why doesn't the DOJ do something or Joe Biden do something? I don't know that there's anything they can do. I mean, he can say pretty much whatever he wants. Maybe there's at some point when we get deeper into this January 6th investigation where he may have helped the insurrectionist, then Tucker's got some problems, then Sean Hannity's got some problems. But by doing what he's doing now, I don't know that there's anything that can be done. It is appalling. It is horrible what he's doing. Um, and you're right, when he does his show, Putin is instructing, instructing um, the television stations to run his reports. <laughs> the funny thing is, not so long ago, he said, everybody's saying I support Vladimir Putin and Russia. I don't know why. That makes no sense when everything he does shows he supports Russia and Vladimir Putin. Again, I don't know that he's communist or he's uh, uh, into authoritarian government. It's not that deep with Tucker Carlson. It's about making money and getting fucking attention. Somebody once said the uh, currency of today is attention. And some people will do anything, absolutely fucking anything, to get attention because that turns into money for them. <clears throat> so, Jennifer, I understand your frustration. I don't know that there's anything they can do about it. They can shame him, or the cancel culture could come in and try to cancel his ass. Unfortunately, we've got all these little Trumplefucks that believe everything he says and will believe nothing uh, to the contrary. So 
Even the cancel culture won't do any good. The majority of the people in this country, maybe 70% that don't watch Fox News but hear what he does, don't believe him. They think he's an embarrassment. They think he's a liar. They think he's a propaganda freak. And that's exactly what he is. But apparently he's content with the group of people that watch him and uh, listen to everything he says and believes everything he says. I can only think that people like Fox News, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and all these other idiots will get their due. They will get their due. They're losing a lot of advertisers, uh, but they will get their due in the end. I'm more concerned with the politicians that are criminals getting their due. Part of the problem will be when all these people are exposed for what they are, and Fox News has all along been supporting them, they're going to have a lot of explaining to do, and they may run into more problems than they expect. But as far as the law, I don't know that there's any law broken, so I don't suspect the DOJ or Joe Biden is going to do anything about it. All right, I got another one from Ed from Michigan. He he says, I think I may have your hashtag. I may have the answer. Has anyone ever offered up Rushlikins, pronounced Rushlikins, short and sweet and a good melding of the two names. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Ed from Michigan. You know, I actually like that. It actually could have two meetings. You remember Rush Limbaugh, who is thankfully fucking dead. He was as much uh, enemy to this country as Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson's. So when I hear Rush Lickens, I almost hear Rush Limbaugh saying that, you know, when he's talking about Republicans. He was kind of an arrogant fuck, too, and he wanted to be part and parcel to the Republican Party. But uh, I get what you're saying. Russian and Republicans. Rush Lickens. I don't think that's a bad idea. I think that's a pretty good one, Ed. I appreciate that. We'll see what the folks listening think about that. All right, the next one comes from Bruce, and this is a long one, so I'll try to read it straight through. He says, hey, Mike, I'd like to run this by you because I value your thoughts and opinion. If I could only get my kids to say that. Anyway, if you want to read this on your podcast, I'm okay with that. Of course I'm reading it on the podcast. If you don't want to read it, I'm okay with that too as well, but uh, I'd love to get your feedback. Anyhow, Donald Trump said that the election was stolen. I can roll with it, but I need to see the evidence that supports his complaint or his claims. As you know, we don't have any evidence. There has never been any evidence whatsoever, and his claims were all bullshit. I think we're all clear on that. Now, Vlad is making claims to justify his invasion on Ukraine, and as you know, there's no evidence to support his bullshit. And yet there are still those people who believe both of them. We had George W. and his WMDs. And you're right, you're talking about the same people I'm talking about that follow Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and all those Fox fucks. But that's it. You know, it's like these people have uh, been brainwashed. They don't listen to truth. They don't understand what's real. 
They have no logic, and they just believe whatever is shoveled down their throat. And that's what Fox News does. It just shovels bullshit down their throat. He goes on. I used to believe in heaven and hell and ghosts and demons and gods and the afterline, afterlife and on and on. I also tried to live my life in accordance with these beliefs. Well, you took a hard left turn there, didn't you? At some point, I began to question the existence of all of the above, and I began to uh, apply the same standards to my religious beliefs that I do to everything else in my life. I ask, where is the evidence that supports the existence of God? I've looked, and I haven't found anything that supports the existence of God or a devil or witches or anything supernatural. In fact, I've come to the conclusion that these beliefs are antithetical to life itself. When you come to the realization that this is only life that you have, you treat it differently. You value it more because it is finite. If it is death that gives you life, it's meaning. If I'm never going to die, just transition to a better place, then what the heck do I care about this life? I don't value my life or the lives of others because this is just preparation for the next life. And for me, this is the only life that I'll ever have a one-shot deal. These are the unintended consequences of misguided beliefs, just like the attack on the Capitol was the consequence of another misguided belief. Beliefs do have consequences. Thanks for listening, Bruce. <laughs> you went deep on me there, Bruce. <laughs> I thought we were just going to talk about uh, Donald Trump and uh, Fox News and that sort of stuff, but you took it to the religious level. And I don't want to get too deep into the religious level because that's long and drawn out. Now, the fact is, I'll just tell you this, I do believe there's an afterlife. I do believe in God. And yes, I have no hard evidence of it. But when it comes to religion, there's a certain amount of faith you have to have. And if it's true, all the things that are happening don't really have explanation because God is incomprehensible. People that are even religious will say, well, that can't happen. Well, the fact of the matter is, if you believe in God and you know God is incomprehensible, then Anything could happen. I do have some faith. I do believe in God. I have reasons for it. I've had experiences that tell me that I should believe. But Bruce, if you don't want to believe, that's fine. I think religion is a very personal thing. Uh, you don't have to force it on somebody else. And I know you're not doing that, Bruce. You're just trying to explain the situation. Nor am I going to try to push anybody to believe in something they don't want to believe in. But you're absolutely right. When we're talking about humans, when we're talking about humans, there's a question as to the ability to discern for some folks. You've got to be able to discern if something is true or a lie, real, righteous. You've got to be able to discern that. And not everybody has that capability. Not everybody is either smart enough, aware enough, or perceptive enough to do it. They hear something that sounds good in their head and they believe it. They hear something that kind of is in line with their own personal agenda and they believe it's true. 
I get that on TikTok a lot, and uh, I try to avoid that uh, when I'm on TikTok or when I'm on the podcast. I may hear, hear something that I say, that's right on, that's good, but I still check it because I've been caught a couple times in my life where I say, that's got to be true, that's got to be good, and then I run with it, and I find out later that, no, that's not exactly true. That's just something somebody came up with, and it kind of fit the narrative in my head. Now, even if it fits the narrative in my head, if it's not true, I can't use it because there's no point in trying to perpetuate bullshit or lies. There's just no point in it. And so I understand what you're saying, Bruce, and that's the big problem we have with all the Trump fucks out there. They've been brainwashed or... Um, <clears throat> There, there, there's, a, there's another thing I heard somebody use, and I've said this before, and it seems kind of ridiculous, but maybe it's true. Um, somebody explained it like Stockholm Syndrome. Now, you know what that is? Stockholm Syndrome was found by uh, studies that showed people that were kidnapped and held in captivity for a long while. After a period of time, they kind of change their ideas and values to be in line with their captors. We saw it play out on television, we older folks anyway, with Patty Hearst. She was kidnapped because she was a daughter of a wealthy publisher, Hearst, and and she was in there a long time, and, and they didn't get her back. And the next thing we know, we see a picture of her in a bank with a gun, part of the Symbionese Liberation Army, and she's robbing a fucking bank. This is just a nice, mellow girl with a mild-mannered boyfriend sitting in her place. She gets kidnapped, and all of a sudden, now she's a fucking bank robber. That's what they call Stockholm Syndrome. And I think some people believe that those followers of Donald Trump and this crazy trump fuck mentality are suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. And to a certain extent, that makes sense. Because look, you know, they're believing things that can easily be proved wrong or a lie. But they don't want to hear it. They don't want explanation of it. They want to believe it. And that's what they fucking do. So is it Stockholm Syndrome? I don't know. Probably. It's mass Stockholm Syndrome. And I don't even know if that's possible. But it is a weird thing. And Bruce, you're right. Beliefs are beliefs. We all have beliefs. Some of us are wrong and some of us are right. But in our minds, we're all right, whether it's true or not, whether it's righteous or not. And that's a sad thing. That's a sad condition of humans on this earth. And what's even sadder is people that understand that weakness in human beings and exploit that and use that to their benefit. People like Donald Trump, people like Vladimir Putin. They know a certain faction of people will believe whatever they say if they say it in the way they want to hear it. I mean, Donald Trump, the whole attitude with Donald Trump, I'm convinced a lot of these Trumplicans, they liked him because he acted like he was a tough guy. He acted like the government was our enemy, and he was going to take it down. To the people, the trump and all these people, they looked at him as a superhero. Finally, somebody who's not in on the uh, con, like the regular uh, politicians, the, uh, the establishment, 
of the politics. And they perceived Hillary Clinton as one of those establishment people. And the fact is, she is. So they thought, well, we'll get Donald Trump in there. And he'll be a tough guy. He'll work for us. And he told them that he would work for them. But he didn't. But it didn't matter. They didn't care about the facts. They just cared about the words coming out of Donald Trump's mouth. And that, of course, is the same thing that uh, Vladimir Putin is doing in Russia. He's making sure or trying to make sure that people in his country only hear his narrative and not what, what is real. And they are conditioned to believe that. I heard at least two stories about younger people living in Ukraine and having family back in Russia. Both these people called their parents and said, look, man, it's horrible over here. They're bombing Kiev. They're doing this. They're killing people. They're bombing all these cities. And the parents, because they've been conditioned otherwise, say, well, we don't believe you. That's that's crazy. They don't believe their own kids that they're being bombed. But they believe somebody like Vladimir Putin who tells everybody that this country was a bunch of Nazis and all we're doing is liberating the people that are stuck under these horrible conditions. None of that is true. But they believe it because that's all they hear all day long. Now, Trumplicans in this country could hear other information, but they refuse to listen to it. They only listen to Fox News and OAN and Newsmax and Trump and all his Trumplafuck followers. They only get their information from them, so they have nothing to compare it to. They can't discern what's right or wrong because they figure whatever they hear is absolutely true, even though it's not. We talk about messaging with Democrats. Well, it's about messaging throughout this whole country. If we had a standard journalistic news service that gave everybody the same information and allowed them to decide what they believed, they still might believe uh, what Trumplicans believe. At least the opportunity is there. They have to listen to all the facts. But unfortunately, we've got this this world that uh, the media goes every different way, and there is no journalism, so nobody hears the straight facts. All they hear is what that media outlet wants you to hear, and that's a problem. And the problem is we've got a lot of people that aren't the sharpest tools in the shed, and they believe what they believe because that's all they hear. All right, the last uh, email Hey, Mike, I would like the USA to no longer have daylight savings time. I get more tired for that week that we have uh, a spring forward and fall back event. Am I the only one? Wasn't the idea of daylight savings time primarily for farmers? What is your opinion? (laughs) Yeah, I never understood why we switch back and forth from daylight savings time to regular standard time. I never understood that at all. Never really made sense to me. Of course, I was born in 1960. I grew up in South Minneapolis. I wasn't a farmer. But, uh, Daniel, I think you're right. It had to do with farming. It had to be able to give kids the opportunity to help out with the farm, milk the cows, run the plows, whatever they do. I'm not a farmer, so I don't know shit about farming. But I think that's initially why it was done, and it was done many years ago, because of that reason. 
Farmers needed to make money. They needed as much help as they could, and they needed their kids to help them with that. It was a family affair, and that's why they did it. <clears throat> I think it's, I think it's a, 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 an idea that's outwore its welcome. I don't think it's necessary, and you're right. It is a pain in the ass. You know, I was up late on uh, the night we had the switch over. It switches over at 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I was up late. I was doing a podcast, and my wife was getting ready to go to work at the airport. So we were talking about it, and it was about 10 to 2. Um, and um, then all of a sudden, it hits 2 o'clock, and then all our clocks on our phones and such turn to 3 o'clock. Immediately, we lose an hour. Now, the upside, it is lighter outside. During the winter months, it gets dark at like 4 o'clock. And that's depressing. So it's nice to have more light longer. But at the same time, it is confusing. Everybody who goes through daylight savings time, when they make that switch, they uh, there's tons of people that are incredibly confused. Do we jump ahead? Do we go backward? Where do I set my clock so I make it to work on time? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and inevitably people get confused. Uh, I know that uh, on a couple of occasions during daylight savings time or standard time when we made the switch, I worked with somebody on a radio station and I'd have to get up about 4.30 every day. And for whatever reason, they thought this was funny, a partner of mine on the radio would call up my wife and say, let's do a prank on Mike. Let's put the clock back an hour, (laughs) or put it ahead an hour. It was put it ahead an hour, and it wasn't even daylight savings time. So I would get up at 4.30 when my clock went off, but it would only be 3.30. So I'd get in my car at 3.30 thinking it's 4.30, and I'd go to work. And when I'd get to work, nobody would be there. What the fuck? Where is everybody? we got to start working right now, but nobody's fucking here. And, of course, I was confused because I'm dumb. And I would never think that my wife and my partner on the air would do this to me. Why would they fucking do that? That's not even fucking funny. But, of course, they did. And they got a good laugh out of it. I was annoyed as hell. I lost an hour of sleep. And now, of course, they do it purposely with daylight savings time and switching back to standard time. You're right, Daniel. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. It's outworn. It's welcome. It's not necessary anymore. And I think more and more people are getting upset by it. And I think we should fucking stop it. I, th- You know, I think I lived in Arizona for a while when I was 19, 100 years ago. And I don't know if it's still the case. I think it is. I think Arizona doesn't switch back and forth from standard to uh, daylight savings time. I don't think they make the switch. I think their clock stays the same way. And I think that's why uh, when you go to Arizona from Minnesota, uh, the timing is either one hour ahead or two hours ahead. And it can change because we've changed here in the Midwest. The fact is I'm going to Arizona on Thursday this week. I'm going to be there through Sunday. And uh, I'm going to check that out, find out if they still have the switch and if they don't, how they like it. I'm sure they like it a lot. It's a lot less confusing, unnecessarily confusing. All right, let's take a break, and we will be right back. When Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine, 
he thought this would be a cakewalk. He'd go in for about three days, whip, whip, slick as shit. He'd be out the door, and it would be all done, and it would be no problem. Well, he miscalculated, and he miscalculated big, because Ukraine, instead of running like Vladimir Putin expected, they decided to fight. And it turns out the Ukrainian army and the civilians that are fighting are quite formidable. They are, uh, they are uh, uh, a force to be dealt with. And very quickly, uh, Russians are, to, are realizing this. They've lost a lot of people, a lot of troops, thousands of troops. They've lost uh, tons and tons of military equipment, planes, helicopters, tanks, fucking boats. They've lost a lot of shit, not to mention all the other military equipment. So this has been quite a um, um, quite an embarrassment for Vladimir Putin. He's the tough guy. He's going to go in and scare everybody and just take over, and that's all it's going to be, and it didn't turn out that way. So now he's embarrassed, and he's up to his hips in bullshit, and he doesn't really know what to do. Now, with all those problems, there's yet another problem looming over Vladimir Putin and Russia. Among their other problems, Russia could be in default of its foreign debt, by tomorrow, Wednesday, they could be in default. Now, this will be the first time they've defaulted on debt since the Bolshevik Revolution. That's a fucking long time ago. They've been always able to pay their bills even through their tough times. But now they're at a point where they're not going to be able to pay their bills. Now, that said, half of the country's foreign reserves are in foreign countries. There's, in fact, about $315 billion sitting out there in banks or investments overseas. Now, that would be more than enough to cover the bills that they have to pay and keep them out of default. However, because of sanctions, that $315 billion is frozen. They can't access it. They can't touch it. And this is going to cause all kinds of problems. It's going to affect their credit rating, which will affect their economy, which is already fucked with all the things going on. It's also going to cause some investors who, for whatever reason, are still in Russia. They're going to pull all their shit out, too, because they know this is a losing game. They aren't going to stay with it. So this is going to be a lot of problems for Russia and Vladimir Putin. Now, you know how Putin is. Putin is not a guy that will back down. He's just going to double down. So apparently, we're hearing now that Moscow will pay creditors from other countries that are unfriendly countries, uh, meaning people who have sanctioned him. They're going to pay them with rubles. Now, where the humor in this is, is we know that the ruble has kind of fell through the floor. It's not worth much. In fact, against the U.S. dollar, the Russian ruble is worth less than one penny. So I'm guessing 
if you're going to pay a bill with rubles, you're going to have to have two truckloads of fucking rubles in order to pay whatever debt you have. So I'm guessing that probably won't happen. I'm guessing what will probably happen, they won't pay it. And then, of course, Vladimir Putin will claim that he's the victim, that these people are mistreating him and that that he doesn't deserve this. And it's all America's fault or all of Europe's fault. And uh, he'll just go ahead and default. I mean, at this point, with all the economic issues going on in Russia, this is yet another burden on the back of Vladimir Putin. Now, I don't know if this is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's or Vladimir Putin's back. But I got to tell you, with all the things going on in Russia, all the economic problems, and they haven't even hit as hard as they're going to hit as of yet, that's a lot of weight on Vladimir Putin's shoulders. And uh, as he continues through uh, Ukraine with this fighting, that is going to be almost insurmountable. For Vladimir Putin. His ego will keep him going, but eventually the weight on his shoulders will become crushing and will ultimately take down Vladimir Putin one way or another, likely going to have to be somebody within the company or in the country that will take him out. But not only is Vladimir Putin suffering over these uh, sanctions and economic problems, it's the military, it's the government, and it is the citizens of that country. When everybody else is suffering, they're going to look to Vladimir Putin as the person that is responsible. And when that happens, they are going to get rid of him one way or another. It's inevitable. When you're in an authoritarian government, this kind of situation isn't unusual. The authoritarian figure handles this, has all the power, controls everything. And people just follow along as long as things are going well. But when they go badly, they turn on this person. They are suffering, so they need to remedy that suffering. And the only way to do that is to get rid of the leader. In this case, of course, it's Vladimir Putin. That is going to come. That is going to happen. It's inevitable. Vladimir Putin knows it's inevitable. He's just trying to cover his ass in every way he can possibly do it. But unfortunately, he's not going to be able to do it forever. He's trying to fool all the citizens of Russia by gaslighting them and giving them bad information in the media. But that's starting to change now, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Now, we are also hearing that according to the Syrian uh, Observatory for Human Rights, there are 40,000 Syrian fighters who have enlisted to help Russia in their invasion of Ukraine. Now, they aren't in Ukraine as yet. These 40,000 Syrians aren't there, and I don't know if they'll get there or they won't, but they're all ready to fight. And 40,000 troops is a substantial amount. And here's what I don't understand. If you talk to Vladimir Putin or you talk to the Russian military, they're the strongest in the world. Nobody can touch them. They go into Ukraine. They think they're going to take it in three days. Three weeks later, they're still there. They're still fighting. They're losing a ton of shit. They're losing thousands of people. So that's not working. 
So now what does Russia do? They go to Syria and say, we need some people coming in. And allegedly, they're going to bring in 40,000 Syrians to fight. Not only that, they're going to Belarus, which is a country that borders the northern part of Ukraine. They are essentially uh, associates or uh, somehow tied to Russia. Russia doesn't run them per se, but they're run by another dictator. Lushenko, I think is his name. Now, what Vladimir Putin is going to Lushenko and saying, look, we need your military to come in and help us fight in the Ukraine. Now, Lushenko's all for it because he's a vicious, murderous fucking dictator like Vladimir Putin. But when he sends that down to the military, the military's going, yeah, fuck no, we're not going into that. Even the officers are saying, no, I'm not going to direct my troops to go into Ukraine. So I also heard that now Russia wants to pull out the uh, Belarusian uh, officers and put in Russian officers who will then make them go in and fight. Don't know if that'll pan out. Don't know if that's going to happen, but it's interesting. Vladimir Putin goes to Syria, wants people to help him out there. Goes to Belarus, he wants troops and he wants help there. But he doesn't stop there. He now goes to China and he wants China to uh, help them in their war against Ukraine. Well, how tough is this Russian military if you need help from fucking China, Belarus, and Syria in order to get any headway? You have to question (laughs) everything Vladimir Putin says, and his military clearly is not that tough. Now, China has a tough decision here because China apparently worked out some kind of alliance with Russia prior to the war that they'd stand by one another. But at the same time, China has also said that uh, they would not help attack a sovereign nation. They would not do anything to help a war like that. So now China's in a tough situation. They have this alleged alliance with Russia, but they promised they would not enter into a situation with an independent sovereign nation like Ukraine is. So what is China going to do? If you talk to people on the streets, they will say, oh, I'm sure China will jump in and they'll bowl over Ukraine. And uh, that's just how it fucking works. And I, I don't think that's true. I think China is smart enough to know that this is a fucking quagmire. This is a mess. And they don't want to get involved with it. Now, I've heard there may be a compromise to that. What they may instead do is uh, provide uh, food in in the form of MREs to Russians, which would be probably much appreciated by the Russian troops because we also heard that uh, Vladimir Putin is trying to pawn off MREs that were expired in 2015. You've got this military, this army going into Ukraine, and you can't even fucking feed them. And the shit you do feed them is rotten. It's six years out of date. And that's what you're using to feed your troops. 
So if China makes that compromise and says, hey, we're not going to help you fight, we're not going to give you weapons, we're not going to give you people, but here's what we'll do for humanitarian purposes. We'll get you in-date <laughs> MREs and maybe some help with medical stuff and whatever. But if they get too deep into it, it's going to look like they've taken Russia's side and that's going to get them in trouble with America and Europe. And let's be perfectly honest. China is very dependent on America and Europe for their economy. We all buy lots of shit from China. A lot of shit. And if they start sanctioning China, well, they're going to have similar problems to, uh, as to what Russia is suffering through economically. They don't want any part of that. Let's be honest. China's economy is way bigger than Russia. So the problems would be even bigger in China. So don't expect China to uh, send troops down and help them fight. I don't think that's going to happen. They may provide MREs and some other humanitarian things, but they aren't going to fight. They've said as much. They support sovereign nations like Ukraine. They specifically identified Ukraine. Now, that's not to say they can't lie and uh, go against their word, because we know Russia and China both do that. But as I said, China's a smart country. Um, Xi, the uh, leader, understands this was a bad move by Vladimir Putin. It was not a smart move. It is now a quagmire. And there's no way China's going to get involved with something like that. So I'm not too worried about that at this point. Now, in the, um, I also wanted to talk about... Uh, some of the things at home. You remember Roger Stone. Now, Roger Stone has been in jail, has been convicted, and then pardoned by Donald Trump. He has said that he wasn't at the January 6th insurrection, but it turns out there's video that shows he was. He was being protected by the Oath Keepers. He had interactions with Oath Keepers and Proud Boys, so he was in the thick of it. Roger Stone is another one of these folks that will lie to your face and make you try to believe it's real. Not all of us will believe that. Most of us won't. But there are some dumb fucks, as we know, the Trump fucks, that will believe anything he says. And he will, he will stand up and say things, and he knows these people are stupid, so they will believe it. So anyway, Roger Stone is at a QAnon conference. And he laid out his master plan. Now get this. His master plan to restore Donald Trump to the White House before the 2024 election. This ought to be good. So he's saying instead of Donald Trump having to run for office, that in fact he would get Donald Trump back into the presidency before the 2024 election. Now that makes no fucking sense. And it really does make no sense. But this is how he says he's going to do it. First, the Republicans will retake the majority in the House of Representatives. Well, that's kind of a long gamble, because I'm not sure that's going to happen. Definitely not sure that's going to happen. In fact, it may go just the opposite way. And then he says they're going to get the majority back in the Senate. So what he's saying is Republicans are going to get the majority in the House and the Senate and have complete control. 
Then he says the House of Representatives will make Donald Trump Speaker of the House. Turns out you don't have to be a elected representative to be Speaker of the House. You can be just anybody. The House of Representatives can can uh, appoint anybody. So they're saying that uh, they're going to appoint Donald Trump the Speaker of the House. And the fact that he's being appointed Speaker of the House is important. Now, I don't know what Kevin McCarthy is going to have to say about this. I think he has some different thoughts should the Republicans be in control in the House. But what you have to understand about being Speaker of the House They are third in line to the presidency. You have the president, then you have the vice president, and if somehow both of them are taken out at the same time, then the the Speaker of the House becomes president, and that's how he thinks he's going to do it. Now, the way he says this is going to play out, Joe Biden will be removed by the 25th Amendment because he's not at a mental state where he could continue to be president. Something we know could have happened with Donald Trump, should have happened with Donald Trump, but didn't. But now Roger Stone is saying, look, Joe Biden will be removed by use of the 25th Amendment. Then he says, then they will impeach Vice President Harris, and as Speaker of the House, Donald Trump will become president. Wow, that's a long shot. I mean, here, here's what they're not taking into consideration. Say they won the House. Say they won the Senate. Say they made Donald Trump Speaker of the House. It would be a fucking laughingstock if that happened, but let's just say they do that. And so they take out Joe Biden with the 25th Amendment, then immediately Kamala, or Kamala Harris becomes president. Now they have to impeach her and then give Donald Trump the chance to be president. But that's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. I mean, it would work if all of this happened instantaneously. But say they somehow got Joe Biden out. Say Kamala Harris became president. Now they have to go through an impeachment trial and all this other shit, and that takes months. We know that because we went through fucking two of them. And they have to assume that they have the power in the House and the Senate. We don't even know that that's true. But look, here's the deal. Say Joe Biden's out. Kamala Harris becomes president. What happens before they can even get through any impeachment? Well, they appoint another fucking vice president, whoever that may be. So their premise doesn't work. It certainly couldn't work fast enough (laughs) because the Democrats would see what they were doing because they just fucking laid it out. And secondly, you're not, you can't be sitting there too long without a vice president. You remember when Spiro Agnew uh, resigned because he was going to jail and they immediately put in Gerald Ford from the Senate, I believe, to be the vice president to Nixon. So if Kamala Harris is president, she immediately puts in a vice president. If they impeach Kamala Harris, then all that happens is the vice president that the Democrats appointed is is now going to be president. And as soon as they're president, they're going to find another vice president. The whole premise that Roger Stone is laying out does not work. 
will not work. And guess what? Roger Stone knows it won't work. He's not a stupid guy. He's been around politics for years. He worked with Richard Nixon, for Christ's sake. He knows this won't work. So why are they doing it? Hold on a second. The reason he's doing it is to generate income. Now that he has a plan, a plan that he's saying is legitimate, a plan that a bunch of dumb people will think, yeah, that's legitimate. Let's fucking do that. Let's hop on that fucking bandwagon. Well, here's what happens. They start collecting money as they do based on trying to run that plan. All the Trump fucks say, that's a good idea. We'll get Donald Trump back in. So here's our money. Here's more money. That's what Roger Stone is. He's not a politician. He's not an honest guy. He's a fucking grifter like Donald Trump. So the point of this isn't a real plan to make Donald Trump president of the United States before 2024. That is not going to happen. There's a lot of things that have to happen. And uh, chances are most, if none of them, will happen. I mean, can you imagine if they did this unprecedented thing of trying to make Donald Trump Speaker of the House when uh, Kevin McCarthy is just chomping at the bit? That's all he cares about. He wants to be Speaker of the House. Secondly, you have a lot of Republicans in there are now feeling kind of different about Donald Trump because things aren't going as well for him. You think they're going to vote him in as Speaker of the House? Fuck no, they're not going to do that. Why would they bring in an outsider to do that when one of them in the building could be the Speaker of the House? This isn't going to happen, but they are going to use this to collect money. They're going to lay out this plan, and the people that are stupid will believe it because they want to believe it because that's furthers their agenda in their mind. It sounds good. It sounds reasonable when Roger Stone says it, so they believe it. They don't look at the facts like we just did. It can't work. It just can't work. The plan does not work. <laughs> I know I know. people want it to work because they want Donald Trump so bad to be back in office, but it just won't work. Even if everything went as they said, it would still not work because they're not accounting for Kamala Harris putting in a vice president. First of all, they're not going to get Joe Biden out on the 25th Amendment. That's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to impeach Kamala Harris if she is only president for two months. What are you going to have on her for doing that? Nothing. And then she appoints a vice president, whoever that might be, for all we know, it's uh, Jamie Raskin or somebody like that. Okay, so now he's vice president. They kick Kamala out, which is never going to happen. But if they did, now Jamie's the president. We've got another vice president coming in. It's really amazing. I know these people aren't stupid enough to not know this when they are spewing it. But they are smart enough to know that there's plenty of people stupid enough to believe it and they will pay money to make sure it happens, even though it's not possible. Donald Trump has been doing this for four or five years. The Republican Party has been doing this for four or five years. They vote against the infrastructure bill. And then they go out and raise campaign funds based on the value and the greatness of that infrastructure bill. Everybody in the Republican Party is grifting to a certain extent. 
Donald Trump is the worst among them. And Roger Stone, he ain't too far back. I guarantee you that's all Roger Stone is thinking about, making money. He has no idea or no thoughts that Donald Trump will really ever be uh, put back in office before 2024. It's like a Rube Goldberg machine, you know? You got all these moving paces that have to work well together and, 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 and everything has to be perfect. And even if it's perfect, it's still not possible. <laughs> it's amazing to me that our country has come to that, that people will believe the most ridiculous shit and they will pay for it. That's what Roger Stone is doing. Assuming Roger Stone is still out of jail because he's got some issues coming up too. Anyway, we're going to wrap up the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you for spending the time, taking the time to listen. If you have questions, comments, complaints, by all means, just send me an email at rationalboomer at gmail.com. Or you can go to anchor.fm, find the Rational Boomer podcast, leave me a voicemail. You know how I love to hear from you. We've got a bunch of emails today, and I expect we'll have more. In fact, let me ask you this. Those people that haven't sent questions in, please send questions in. I need that help. As I said, I'm going to be gone for a couple days. And it's impossible to do a rational boomer podcast when I'm with friends and stuff. Say, hey, wait, I got I to take an hour out to do the show. It's not going to work that way. So what I really need to do or hopefully try to do is, is record some podcasts ahead of time and then have them available coming up on Saturday and Sunday. Now, I can't do the regular kind of podcast because, uh, you know, everything changes in the news, and I want it as up-to-date as possible. So if a lot of you write questions in to me, I can answer those questions, make that the podcast, and then the time sensitivity isn't nearly the problem. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but think about it. Think about some questions, send them in to me, and you'll help me build shows that I'm doing ahead of time, that I and I don't normally do it that way. Anyhow, let's wrap things up for the Rational Boomer podcast. Again, thank you very much for listening. You have a great day. We will be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.